Welcome to Recently Logged, where we're not going to do a spook show. Probably. Newt Moot Alley. <laughs> Newt Moot. <laughs> what is your deal with this, Mike? <laughs> Newt Moot. Uh, well, hello, everyone. Newt Moot. Here we are. Uh, we're discussing Newt Moot Alley. <laughs> a film called uh, Newt Moot Alley, apparently. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me that's not the superior title. The superior title. You, th- you think they should change it, Micah? They should change it officially to Newt Moot Alley. <laughs> on the blue- they'll have to change it on the Blu-ray releases. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm Robbie. And I'm Micah. And we, we're here, we're doing a, a movie podcast about uh, Nightmare Alley. About, about Newt Moot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yes, technically, kind of. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess, uh, without further ado, let's let's get into what you need to know about the movie what before... Do you, what do you need to know about before, Newt Moot Alley? Before we discuss the movie itself. <laughs> All right, uh, Newt Moot Alley is a 2021 film. It is rated R. It is two hours and 30 minutes. Its little IMDb description is an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words, hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. What? How is that possible? (laughs) It's been nominated for Best Picture, Best Achievement in Production Design, Best Achievement in Costume Design, and Best Achievement in Cinematography at the Oscars. Um, I'm a little surprised you got a Best Picture nom, honestly. Honestly, so am I. Uh, <laughs> right? Its cast features Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, and so on. <laughs> it is directed by Guillermo del Toro. It is also written by Guillermo del Toro and Kim Morgan, and is based on a novel by William Lindsay Gresham. Gresham? Gresham. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Gresham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that is Newt Moot Alley. Yeah, see, I, I thought it was a remake of the movie, like the well, 1947 it, 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 it is a remake of the Well, movie. yeah, but, like, is it based off the book or is it a remake? One or the other. Both. <laughs> it's both. It's both. <laughs> wow. It's a remake of both the book and the movie. <laughs> okay. If you say so, Micah. You're the expert on uh, Nightmare Alley all of a sudden. Get, get an IMDb page, and he thinks he, he knows it all. I know it all. <laughs> I have the trivia. Wow. What can't I answer? <laughs> well, uh, I guess... Uh, I, I feel like we're moving very quickly, but... Yeah, well, <laughs> there's there's this, not really it's, anything it's else to speed, say. It's the speed episode. There's not it's really anything be, else to say. It's going to be a ten-minute episode. <laughs> ten-minute Nightmare Alley episode? Okay. All right, so... Now, now we get to discuss Newt Moot Alley. Um, so, Ravi, <laughs> Ravi, what are, what are your what are your thoughts and opinions on Newt Moot Alley? Tell tell us how you feel. Um, I mean, I personally love it. I know a lot of people are turned off by its kind of long runtime and kind of meandery plot, but I actually really enjoyed. It. I, uh, I I've only watched it like two times now, um, but I very much enjoy it. I don't know. I'm I'm a big I, I wouldn't say a big Del Toro fan, but I am a fan of Del Toro's work uh, on the uh, whole. I'm a big Del Toro fan. <laughs> um, Hellboy's one of my favorite movies, like, ever. Okay, but Robbie, picture this. <laughs> Crimson Peak, they built an entire house for the movie and then tore it down afterwards. <laughs> they should have just sold it. I would have bought it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I'm a Del Toro fan. I love Hellboy. Um, Pan, I love... Pan's Labyrinth. I love, love Nightmares Alley. Or Nightmares Alley. Newt Moot Alley. <laughs> Newt Moot Alley. I can't say the title right either way. Um, but Pan's Labyrinth is quite good. I really appreciate what he's doing with that. Pan's Labyrinth is a masterpiece. And I don't know. I, I really enjoy this. I think it's got a fantastic performance from Bradley Cooper. And most of the cast, actually, is pretty great here. All of the cast. All of the cast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, by the way, for context of the listener, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, it's in my top four on Letterboxd, <laughs> is Pan's Labyrinth, and Robbie gives it no credit. I give it, I give it the credit that I... I, I don't know. I, I, I really appreciate what the movie's doing, but I just don't connect to it that personally. 
Boo. So I, I I have a hard time like Boo. oh yeah Pan's Labyrinth man get off the stage oh my gosh <laughs> um but yeah uh, Nightmare Alley I think I really appreciate how sprawling it is and uh, the kind of poeticness of it it's very nice yeah, I don't know it's a cool movie <laughs> like I think undeniably Nightmare Alley is a cool movie. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, what do, what do you think of Nightmare Alley? What do I think of Nightmare Alley? Yeah. What 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 do I think of Newt Moot Alley? You made me say Nightmare Alley. It's over. The bit is over. The bit the bit is I over. Was never, I wasn't gonna say it the entire episode, <laughs> and I just didn't think and said it. Got him. You've ruined it. Uh, anyway, I really like the movie. I, I kind of I kind of love the movie. Uh, I think everybody's <laughs> I think everybody's a little hard on this movie. Right? I think it's honestly super well written and right? super sprawling and everything about it really wraps around really nicely. Like I thought I was worried me giving it cuz I gave this 5 stars on the first watch, which Ooh. I know like nobody who did. Spicy take. Um, I didn't even give it 5 stars. And, uh <laughs> I thought on the second watch I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll realize I was being a little <laughs> bit too ambitious. I'll lower it a little bit." Um, but I did not. In fact, it worked so much better on a rewatch, right. which this story very much lends itself to working better on a rewatch. But everything went faster on the rewatch. Like, it was just zipping by. Everything still hit just as hard. The performances are outstanding. The production design, outstanding. There's a scene in the rain. There's some <laughs> Del Toro gore. I, I don't know what you want from this. What um, more could you ask for? <laughs> it, it has a really depressing message about humanity again. Exactly what <laughs> more we're ex- expecting from Del Toro. Right. Like, I don't know. I Like, this entire thing kind of, like, like it almost feels parable-ish. It does, definitely, um, yeah. As weird as that is with how much <laughs> religious uh, imagery is in the movie. <laughs> Whoa, that's so crazy. Who would have thought? <laughs> um... <laughs> but you can you can really tell that Del Toro had something to say with this one. Yeah. Um which, you know, and some of in my opinion his weaker pictures he doesn't have as much to say. Like <laughs> Hellboy. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> which I love Hellboy, but it doesn't feel like as concise or strong as Nightmare Alley or Pan's Labyrinth. No, no. It's just a um, pulpy little monster movie. <laughs> That's what I like about it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And, I can see what you're saying. And I don't know, like like as much as I don't think it's it's quite as good as Pan's Labyrinth, like I don't feel bad about saying it in the same <laughs> breath. And like yeah. I feel like most people would consider that terrible because most people don't, don't like why. this movie. Yeah, I was about to say, like, most of my friends seem to like like most people I know seem to like it at the very least, but yeah. don't love it like I do. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't have any like like I the one person that that I saw a review of, um, Joel Javier, I think is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I very much understand his review because he has a very particular taste in movies. Um, <laughs> and, um, don't we all, <laughs> he, he gave it two stars and was talking about how like not a single bit does it feel like there's any humanity or any human in this movie. And I, and I don't know, like, I could I could kind I of know see how draining it yeah, is. Like yeah. it never lets up on being as dark and <laughs> depressing as it is. But again, I think it works really well in terms of it kind of being more of a parable. Yeah. He he Del Toro really wants Stan to <laughs> fail. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like I get a lot of the criticisms for it that I've heard, but like all of the problems that it but it's this way for most movies that I rate higher than other people. I get the criticisms, they're just not as big of problems for me, like, while I'm watching it. Yeah, and see, like, I, I hear the criticisms, but, like, most of them that I found aren't even, like, big problems exactly. with, like, <laughs> the quality of the movie. Usually they're just like, but it was a little long. <laughs> it was a little long. It was it? kind of depressing, <laughs> wasn't it? And I'm like, yes, it was. <laughs> like, I don't know, I've I've heard some, some things about the structure, but the structure for me it worked really well right the splitting up of the time jumps yeah no i was about to say and especially on a rewatch like uh, one of my friends i don't remember who it was in their review said this movie was begging to be rewatched over and over again no i mean it is um, so bad and it, it really does the pacing works a lot better on a rewatch i will say 
just because you're like, oh, I know where this is going now. Like, yeah, because because a lot of what made it feel so long, because you really felt this runtime. <laughs> you do. In the you first feel one. the runtime. Yeah. A lot of what makes it feel that long is you don't know. Like you, you don't. <laughs> you're know like, what's okay, going where on. is this going? Come <laughs> yeah, on. Like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> but once you know, you can kind of more see the the puzzle pieces falling yeah. into place than trying to guess what the jigsaw puzzle is building. And again, Bradley Cooper in this. Bradley <laughs> must applaud him. Fantastic. <laughs> He's very good. Uh, but yeah, since we've kind of gotten our little opening mm-hmm. blurb out, uh, do you have any questions? I do, Micah. Wow. Uh, if you if you had to pick out uh, like some MVPs of the cast, who are who are the big standouts for this? Are movie? we talking side cast or main cast? Just yeah, either one. Just some performances you like. It doesn't have to be like a, an official list or anything. Well, I mean, Bradley Cooper gives an outstanding performance. His, his character doesn't even talk for the first 11 minutes <laughs> right? of the movie. No, and I kept waiting for him to say something. He was just, like, standing and there. And I really love that character introduction for him. I think it kind of definitely puts his words as, like, sets him up to have very choice words whenever he does talk. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. Um, I love Kate Blanchett's performance. It's it's awesome. She is kind of rocking it in this. I mean, she usually is. Rooney Mara is, is like giving a fantastic yeah. performance, but it's not my favorite from the list. No, uh, it's not really like a standout, but she's good. Willem Dafoe is. <laughs> I love. He Willem seems Dafoe. like he's having so much. Willem fun Dafoe in this looks movie. like he's having the time he's, of his life. He's he's go. It's it's great. I love Willem <laughs> Dafoe in this. Uh, I like Ron Perlman in this. Uh, Tim yeah, Blake, Tim Blake Nelson. I'm not usually a Ron Perlman guy, but I actually do like him in this. He's nice. Um, where's what's his face? Uh, Pete Stradharm. Oh yeah, that guy. I love him in this. He gives such a fun <laughs> performance. <laughs> I was gonna give him a shout out. Uh, he has so many great line reads in this. <laughs> oh man, how to say this guy's last name? Uh, Mark Povinelli, I think. Um, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I really okay. I grew up really <laughs> loving him in Mirror Mirror, which is not Dude, the greatest of movies. Mirror Mirror kind of, but sucks. he was like my favorite guy in Mirror Mirror. He rocks in Mirror Mirror, um, yeah. and I and I loved seeing him again, connected to my childhood. So <laughs> right. shout out to him. He gives a great performance. I want to see him in more and more movies. He's, he hasn't really been in. He's anything. pretty good. Yeah, he's been in like f- like six movies, and that's it. <laughs> come on. Um, but yeah, no, those are those are the real standouts for me personally in the cast yeah i would agree shout out to the fact that willem dafoe's wife is in this movie <laughs> right <laughs> so weird uh but no willem dafoe is definitely one of the highlights for me in the cast kate blanchett bradley cooper apparently bradley cooper was a producer on this doesn't surprise yeah, me. yeah no it doesn't surprise me either um yeah um i'm trying to think of any good questions that i have specifically to ask about this uh, do you have another one while I'm trying to think? Um, what do you think of the like visuals of it? Like the not not only the cinematography, but the production design, general aesthetic, lighting choices, that sort of thing. What do you think of how it looks? Because I think it so, looks pretty good. <laughs> I, I really like how it looks. Yeah, um, there is like something about it, and and I think I think honestly, my biggest complaint for the movie in general isn't even something to do with the movie. It's just kind of how it alludes to something that I wish there was, like, more of. Mm -hmm. Um, Which this very much alludes to a lot of, like, very foggy, creepy, like, circus stuff. Yeah. But doesn't have as much of it as I would like. Oftentimes, it's a lot of just kind of, not, like, bad-looking, really (laughs) good-looking, but very almost plain settings. I could see that. But that it works fantastically well in the movie. It's not anything in the movie. (laughs) It's more just, like... And and I was going to mention this... um, like I said, when I was watching the movie, like the writer in me and just the, the person I am when it comes to enjoying stories, really, really wanted this to also, like, there to be a story about him, like, actually being able to read minds <laughs> and it becoming more of, like, a circus horror story. That's not the point, Mike. Part of me really wanted that. <laughs> so, like, like, talking about the visuals, like, that kind of thing just leans into that where I'm like, but, but, but it could be super duper cool. Mike is like, creepy carnival go burr. Is what he's, what he's saying. Exactly. Creepy carnival go burr, especially when Del Toro is at the helm. <laughs> it's like, come on. But no, I mean, the lighting, I think, is fantastic throughout. A lot of the imagery and stuff that it does present works really well in mm-hmm. order to, like, 
like connect to things. I love the scene when um, I think his name's Pete. Pete is first showing how he used to do his mind reading show. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> and great. Scene. Stan lights the match, and like it takes like several seconds to actually like go out, <laughs> even though he's flicking it around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I, like, I don't know why, but that tiny little detail st- stood out to me so much every time. And I, and I love that. Like, there's so many cool ideas within the visuals before I got so brutally cut off by Robbie's cheap oh editing mistake. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> it was just a recording mistake. My, I was, I was, I fell asleep and my head hit the stop button on the recording. <laughs> no. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I. I don't remember if I added anything after that. No, I don't, of the I don't sentence, think so. But Robbie cut me off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I. Um, I was just going to agree. There are lots of really neat uses of not only like religious imagery, um, but like folk imagery stuff like that. Like very del toro stuff. Yeah. Very, very standard fare. <laughs> the, Jesus, uh, the Jesus save sign going out. Oh my gosh, the neon <laughs> sign, dude. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things uh, I've seen in this movie. <laughs> and, there's, and there's some funny stuff. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a, a very nice looking movie, but I think it it could be a bit... I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to put it exactly. I don't, I don't want to say, like, more mysterious, but I think I kind of agree with what you're saying. Like, I wish it was a little more murky, I suppose. Yeah, like, it kind of lends it itself... It feels too clean. Um, and yeah, and I heard somebody talking about this. I heard somebody say there are, there are two strong aesthetics from Guillermo del Toro when he makes a movie. There's his very, very almost grimy, um, very um, practical effect production design that he does for stuff like Pan's Labyrinth and Crimson Peak and Hellboy. And then he has this kind of clean, almost CGI aesthetic. Yep. And, and it doesn't look bad. Like, um, uh, Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water. Um, and stuff like, I feel like there was another example, but stuff like that. (laughs) Some other example. for some reason, this, this lean, yeah, and Pacific Rim. Mm, uh, And for some reason, this leans towards the clean cut of his looks, and I think that's kind of an odd choice. Yeah, it is a little odd. I don't know. I, I was thinking that when I watched it the first time. Like, it doesn't it doesn't detract that much from the movie for me, but, like, it's just kind of odd. No, I still think it looks really good. Um, I don't think it... Like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think it should win cinematography at the Oscars. <laughs> I mean... There are so many real... Re- I mean, honestly, quite frankly, I think just Tragedy of Macbeth should win, hands down. <laughs> wow. I don't think there's... Been That's why you don't think it movie. should win? Yeah, Tragedy I was about to say, I was, I was watching the cinematography a lot more closely uh, this past time, and it is really competently shot. No, like, no. It's like, so, it's, it's so solid. Like, no, no, I'm not saying it... It, I, I, it looks amazing, it's shot really well. Yeah. Um, it's not that, I just think... Uh, <laughs> Tragedy of Macbeth is one of the best looking <laughs> movies ever made. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, what do you think of the overall use and just execution of our time jump? Time jump? Oh yeah, I forgot about the time jump. Our, um, our Carney Stan to, to Barney Stan. <laughs> he becomes Barney Stan. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's kind of weird, like when you're watching the movie because you spend like basically your entire first act at the carnival and then just all of a sudden you're you don't go back the entire movie <laughs> yeah i would argue that like it, it, like the first act is the carnival the second act kicks off when he starts his uh his show yeah yeah um but i don't know it, it it's i think it's a good decision like like I don't think there's another way you could do the story, but I think it's kind of odd when I'm watching it. No, it's a very... Like, the movie has a very weird, rigid structure. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I think it's... I don't think it's bad. Yeah, not, not rigid in a bad way, but yeah. you can very clearly tell each break to different acts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you have any um, thoughts no, on No, I just... I thought it was a very interesting editing use when it when it when when we first go into it. Um, but I really like 
kind of what it does in terms of everything setup wise. Like I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Like the first act is brilliant in terms of setting everything up. That is true. Thematically um, and uh, visually, it sets up all, like the entire movie. Because this time around, I thought about it. I like I, I was trying to think about like different elements more, and I was like, no, wait a minute. What would happen? If you just started when he had his show, what would it say about the characters? Mm-hmm. What would you get? Because there's still an entire story if you just started it from That's when true. he started. Yeah, his you show. could very easily make an entire movie um, just starting there. <laughs> and if you if you look at it, you get like nothing of the character. You don't mm-hmm. understand Stan as a character at all without that first act. Because as much as he isn't really doing a whole lot in the first act, he's doing <laughs> so much. Yeah, I was about to say, even just in the first, like, ten minutes or so, you get so much information about him right away. Which, again, more power to uh, Bradley Cooper. He's he's killing the game here. <laughs> um, but also, great screenplay, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think the first act is kind of brilliant, but I think it still feels kind of weird, like, going between the, like, first act, second act kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's I think it's jarring to yeah. just make that switch. Yeah. Um and I and I think it's supposed to be and, and maybe I'm just <laughs> throwing this out there. What do I know? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be purposefully jarring. Um could be. Because for the rest of the movie he's putting on like an extreme act. Like the entire rest of the movie you do not see Stan like at all. Yeah, until, for real. Until the very until the end. very end. Until like the third act. Yeah. <laughs> um and I think that's really interesting because, like, we break and it feels almost like a completely different character in a completely <laughs> different movie. Right. Um, but I think that's that's really interesting and works very well towards what the movie is doing and trying to say. Yeah, no, interesting note. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I would I would tend to agree. The mustache, Rami? The mustache. Yeah, you're I, the mustache. I like him better with the mustache. The mustache, Rabbi has... The full beard is a little a little much. It's a, if he shaved, if he, like, shaved down the full beard a little bit, I think it would be Robbie good. Rabbi has spoken. Um, <laughs> Bradley Cooper with mustache. Bradley Cooper with mustache. I prefer him with full beard, but I think he looks good with the, the mustache. The full beard is good. Like, yeah. like, like the, the, the beard and licorice pizza was a good look. Exactly, yeah. that The, the neatly trimmed beard. Neatly I think trimmed. He, he looks good. <laughs> but yes <laughs> uh, there was something that I was going to ask you and then I started thinking about mustache <laughs> hey on the topic of mustaches uh-huh. how how realistic do you think this is that, that, <laughs> that weird little Bradley Cooper man in this movie gets with three women <laughs> oh my gosh it's weird right it's weird <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of a, he's kind of he's kind of hot in this. What are, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Tony Collette's like, why not? Um, <laughs> right. It, it takes him the entire first act of the movie to convince what's her face, and then Kate Blanchett's like, ah ha ha, easy prey. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that until just now. But you're right. <laughs> That's weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do, do you do you want my thoughts, Mike? <laughs> well, no. I'm just. I was thinking about this specifically because the because the really ugly poster for this movie oh has gosh. him and then the three women. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to ask you about. What do you think of the uh, costume design in this? Very, very good. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna bring it up. I love I, the costumes. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the costumes, man. Ooh, the costume. The costume. <laughs> what? Did, wait, did I say? If, did I say if this was nominated for a costume? I don't think it was. It might have been, but best I don't. Production design, you cinematography, saying. best picture, and something else. Shout out to the production designers and lighting team, though. Um, I I was gonna mention yeah, them. Costume. It did it was, get. It, it was did get a costume. Costume. Good. As it should. Good. The costumes are amazing. <laughs> Shout out to the production crew for making Enoch, though. <laughs> right? Imagine, did they actually, like, make, like, the little model? Like, I imagine probably. they probably did, Why right? Not, you know? Yeah, like, I can't imagine they would just make him fully CG, but... <laughs> little, <laughs> it looks so cool. Enoch in the jar. <laughs> I would I would buy it, like, if they if they sold, like... Ravi, if they sold Enoch in a jar, no, you like, would No, like, little Funko Pop Enoch. Little Funko Pop <laughs> Like, Enoch. he's in the jar... <laughs> I would buy that. <laughs> Our mom listens to this podcast. She's gonna be concerned about your no, health, that your was, mental health. That's so he's so cute. 
like a little Funko Pop. He's got like the big third eye in the center. That would be so funny. <laughs> Bring uh, bring your date like Sir Ravi, what is uh, <laughs> to your, what is what house. is why is he called Enoch? It's like what's that up on the mantle? <laughs> <laughs> why 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 is he called Enoch? Explain to us all of the religious parallels. Well, I'm assuming <laughs> it's because he's meant to represent the eyes of God, Micah, in the in the well, story. Enoch Enoch was was um um if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was the guy who was taken up to God, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the in the Bible, for all you crazy Whoa, kids out there. What? <laughs> but yeah, uh I mean Yeah, I don't I don't know, like the whole uh monologue that uh what's his name? Pete gives Stan at the beginning uh, about like the face of God. The parallel to the face of God thing and then the final shot of the movie. <laughs> it's no no it's I, so cool. I agree with this yeah no I agree like with this. <laughs> i think it's really interesting i i still haven't fully po- pieced together the like kind of imagery that they're using here sorry about the <laughs> notification oh, forgot, to so mute, forgot to mute the computer ah! oh my gosh okay so i haven't fully pieced together what they're like fully going for with the imagery here um but the parallel that they draw between uh enoch god uh, the fact that he's submerged in, like, they, they draw the dichotomy between the wood alcohol and uh, the stuff they embalm <laughs> in yes. very clearly. Uh, and I think it's really interesting that the, like, kind of God stand-in in this movie is completely submerged in something that would, like, destroy a man. <laughs> well, again, I think... I think a lot of it plays into the fact that Del Toro really, really hates mentalism. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, so I looked up, at, like, I was looking through IMDb trivia, and apparently his, he originally came up with the idea to do this movie because his father was kidnapped and a bunch of <laughs> quote-unquote psychics tried to prey on him and his family. Um which would develop quite a distaste <laughs> right. for them in your mind. And My I goodness. think I think he watched Nightmare Alley at some point and was like, yeah, I need to make one of these. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think it's really interesting, though. I, I Like I said, I haven't fully pieced together what it's trying to do. Yeah, because there's a lot of religious imagery throughout the movie. Um, and then the in the fact, background, most of the time. And the fact that drinking in, like... Uh, alcohol addiction is such a big part of this movie like it's central to a lot of main plot points yeah exactly like i'm trying to figure out why it is the way it is again there's so this movie is so freaking rich yeah exactly there's so much to there's a lot of stuff to grab from it like i don't know (laughs) yeah i don't i don't get people i don't understand But yeah, no, I, I I think I just think it's something of note. It's very very cool. A person of note, or a person of note. Oh no! <laughs> Shout out to Grand Piano. <laughs> Check out our last episode. But yeah, no, I I think it's very interesting the way, um, and and I don't know. I'm really a big fan of stories that play as more of grand morals and grand something to say, and usually end the protagonist like like my mom like hates parasite. hates stories like these. But for some reason, they really connect to me personally. <laughs> Stuff like Parasite, and this, and even even there will be, be blood, blood yeah. and just and just stuff about terrible people doing terrible things for reasons. Yeah. Why the reasons? Why the message? Like like the way the stories kind of weave. I think are always so much more powerful a lot of times than if it was about just like this guy who gets in a rough situation because he pushed the boundaries a little too far. Yeah. No, he, we've already spoiled Nightmare Alley someone, but no, Stan's a murderer. He's a terrible guy. He brutally murders like five people in the end of this movie. Brutally murders like five people on screen. Like in really, really rough ways. Dude, this guy is strong, man. Right? I forget what movie we were watching, but somebody starts like punching somebody to death and they're like, whoa, whoa, you're going to kill him. No, Stan kills this guy in like three punches. <laughs> he beats his whole face in. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, <laughs> like, it, it, and it makes for such an interesting kind of twisty story. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. Movies like this give me a lot to chew on because I'm always 
instead of just like, oh, that was the story, I'm like always searching for different tidbits yeah, that I can Because clearly apart. stories like this are meant to have more meaning than just the story. Yeah. It, it, it's almost because impossible. Because the story is kind of like... <laughs> it's almost impossible to do a story like this yeah. without some sort of meaning. It's like writing tragedies. Yeah, you don't exactly. write a tragedy just to write a tragedy. <laughs> you write a tragedy for a reason. Like Macbeth. <laughs> like the tragedy like of Macbeth. the tragedy <laughs> of Macbeth. <laughs> um... So I don't know, like there's, I, I don't know. Do you have any other questions? Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's so much to talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, I feel like there's movie. so much to talk about, but I feel like I don't really know what else to say. You know, uh, what do you think of the resolution of the whole film? The the entire cut to alcoholic Stan. <laughs> alcoholic Stan. Just the ending. I thought you were talking like the whole third act. I mean, you, you can include the whole third act because I think. It feels a little rushed around the end, like, and I don't know how I would fix this. In what way? Like, I don't know. It, it, a lot of the character stuff with uh, his wife feels rushed to me, and hmm. that's really the biggest thing that sticks out in my mind, like really? around the third act. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I because I never, I never felt that. I mean, obviously, she isn't given hardly any exactly, screen time yeah. after it switches, but mm -hmm. that's kind of. I don't know. I felt like no, that was kind of the idea. No, it is the idea. I just, I don't know. It feels a little, she, she feels a little underused, I think is a better word. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, like, cause, cause it very much plays into the point that's making about Stan's character. Yeah. No, so I'm is. not really sure what else I would do with her character. Exactly. I think like, I has, don't know how I would remedy that. I think that. she has some really good stuff in the second act, like from the, from when she invites people over the phone calls, yeah. the entire argument, when she leaves the letters, um, like, I, I don't know. I think she, she does like, I don't know. I thought she played a really good, I, I didn't feel her character was rushed at all. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to describe here, but like something about the third act, the resolution doesn't fully click for me. And is, I'm not sure what it is, is fast. Yeah, but that's it, probably what it but is. it. I I didn't feel it was rushed because it spends so much. Like all of the second act is just building up to that resolution. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know. Like it's not a big problem. Just like if I had to pick something out to like. It's, that's actually like probably the only thing I would kick out for this yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't know. Like getting like getting into uh, the movie does a pretty darn good job of getting me into Stan's head for most of the movie. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of feel the tension rising throughout the entire thing no, up definitely. into Will up until he's, you know, <laughs> murdering people and like yeah that that goes really fast. Yeah, and like all of that, like it just like explodes, mm -hmm. and she's like, "I'm done," and yeah, I don't need you. <laughs> uh, wow. Blah 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 blah. But I never felt that that felt like rushed. I just felt like it was all caving in from the entire rest of the movie. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. It, I I don't really know what like I'm. It's not that it feels rushed in the typical sense. I don't know what. I, there, there's a certain quality of it that doesn't fully click for me. I think the only thing I'll agree with you this on wow with you this on <laughs> uh with the, with you on this on this <laughs> is um <laughs> the fact that uh kate blanchett's character resolution feels a little rushed it does that uh, that i'd yeah. go for um i think they definitely could have done a little bit more of a uh, not even interesting. I think what they do with it is interesting, but they could have just done like a little something more to make that big twist something. Um, yeah. Because like, she's a very looming presence the entire movie since she's introduced and like her plan is genius and it works really, really well. Um, but at the same time, you don't ever grasp onto it enough to fully be like, stand watch out <laughs> <laughs> right yeah no <laughs> which is kind of how you feel for most of the movie um, like it's a it's a cool twist for sure um and it it um if it's very important it's a, yeah it's very effective very important but i just wish they would have given us as the audience a little more foreshadowing so it felt a little more yeah uh and a little something more to impactful chew. A yeah little something more to yeah chew something on else to, something else to give us while um it, when it goes down, yeah. Because it just kind of happens, he's a mess, then she shoots his ear, which again, 
religious imagery. He shoots, <laughs> she shoots his ear oh off. Robbie, you think about that? Mm. I was thinking about that. The ear, not the ear. The ear. <laughs> Why the ear, Robbie? Wow. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but then it, just, then he just kind of leaves. <laughs> yeah. No. Like. Yeah. That's so, what I'm saying. There's there's kind of that quality to, so, the, to and, the third and, act. And quite yeah. honestly, that is my least favorite part of the whole movie, mm-hmm. is just that. And I think that's so tiny in my viewing experience. Exactly. No, no, I still gave it like a 9 out of 10. I think it's fantastic. But like, there's, there, it's basically really like stuff in the third act that's holding it back for me from like, it, it doesn't hit quite as hard as I think it could. But what do, you, what do you think about uh, Time Jump to Hobo Stan? To Hobo Stan? I think it's a great epilogue. Like, I don't know. Because I think the epilogue, the epilogue hits so hard for me both yeah, times. It does. Um, it's so good. <laughs> again, shout out to Bradley Cooper for apparently doing that final laugh <laughs> cry in one take. Like, that was the first take. That's so crazy, man. Like, what the heck, man? It's so dumb. <laughs> you know, again, in the IMDb trivia, Del Toro is like, yeah, we were going to sit down. We were expecting this to take a long time. Like, we were going to take, like, like, probably close to 50 takes here. This was going to be this was gonna be rough. And then he just sat down and did it. <laughs> so crazy, man. How, how do people like Bradley Cooper do it? <laughs> I don't know, man. How do those darn actors do it? <laughs> I, I, I can act somewhat, but that's that's very impressive. <laughs> Extremely impressive. Yeah, no, I I mean, uh, the epilogue is honestly, like, if I had to pick out, like, my favorite parts of this movie, I would pick out, like, the first act, like, all the stuff with Willem Dafoe and everything in the first act, and the epilogue. Those are my two yeah, favorite I think, parts of the I movie. I think the second act, all the way up to kind of the end of the third act, is kind of where most of the overall problems for the idea, like, just the overall yeah. writing of the movie come out, um, because at the end of the day it could have been a lot more tense. Yeah, it feels it could a little have clunky. Been, it could have been a lot more um, substancy through that specific part. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the first the first act is doing a lot of heavy lifting in terms of actually getting anything from the second act. Definitely. Um, and I don't think, again, again, this isn't a huge problem no, for not, my takeaway. No, not a huge like, problem. But I, I very much understand, if you don't get into it, how the second act could feel oh, very, like, just like, what the Get heck on with are it, we man. doing? There's nothing here. Yeah, no. If you um, if you are not into this movie, uh, it's going to be a very long watch. Yeah, because the second and third acts are uh, kind of clunky. Like I said, kind of clunky. Yeah, but that like, I think they're good. That I'll agree with. It makes me sad to agree with it, but I'll <laughs> agree that it's a little clunky in the second act, mm-hmm. just in terms of if you're not. Like, if you really aren't trying to grasp onto anything, if you were casually watching this, <laughs> I would just be like, oh, wow, this part sure is taking a long time. Right. No, if you just, like, flipped this on one day, like, this would suck. <laughs> but in conjunction with the first act, I think the character work in the second and third act is really, really good. No, it relies... The whole, uh, I mean, core of the movie really relies on you uh, connecting with Stan. Yeah, you really have to if you, dig, if that dig doesn't happen Stan as a character. And if you don't, it's over. <laughs> it's going to be a long over. movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I it's it's pretty good. good. Hot take, Nightmare Alley, great movie. <laughs> also, this is hilarious. So I, I, I'm a big Ryan Johnson fan. Um, if, you've, if you've watched my YouTube channel, you know that. Um, and... Nathan Johnson, Nathan Johnson has worked on several of his movies the doing the score. <laughs> yeah. And he does he does a really good job um, on the Knives Out and Brick score. I love both of those. Very good. Um, and we were listening, like the movie started and it was very early on. And I was just thinking to myself, wow, this sounds a lot like a Nathan Johnson score. <laughs> and then like halfway through the movie, Robbie said something about Nathan Johnson. And I was like, what? And he was like, he did the score. And I was like, I said it sounded like a Nathan Johnson score. <laughs> That's so crazy. Nathan Johnson is an icon. What, what more can you say? Shout out to Nathan Johnson. <laughs> hope he gets hope he gets more work because like... He was he's a musician. Actually a lot of people in the Johnson family are musicians. Um 
Ryan might actually be, but I know like like all of their siblings and cousins and stuff are all like musicians. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> what is it with musicians <laughs> and directors being like the best filmmakers out there? And for Brick, that was his first film he ever did a score of, and it's so good. The score is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nathan Johnson. The he really like he's doing his score is doing a lot of heavy lifting There's for so the atmosphere, much atmosphere here in the score. Because again, the production design isn't as atmospheric as mm-hmm. I would like. It's it's good. The lighting actually is a lot better. I would say it contributes a lot more to the atmosphere than the production. It's design really does. good, and and I guess I understand because again, he uses he uses that um he uses that thick production design yeah. and feel usually whenever he's doing a fairy tale based like vibe movie um <laughs> uh pan's labyrinth very much plays into that even hellboy somewhat plays into it that. does definitely um chronos all of those kind of movies very much play into that specific vibe that del toro uses that style on and i don't think this movie fully fits that vibe no um, not really. But it is just kind of... <sighs> it's its weird. It doesn't look bad. It looks way better than your average movie, actually. <laughs> right. But from Del Toro. By Del Toro standards. Making that choice was interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's there's not too much else I really wanted to cover. Uh, yeah, no. I I'm... mentioned how great the performances are, because, like, honestly, that's one of the things I remember the most about this movie yeah. is, I mean, like, Willem Dafoe, I love him in this. Right, he's not, even in, he's not even in that much, but he stands out so much. Right? Bradley Cooper rocks it in this, like, just amazing stuff. Kate Blanchett is not my favorite performance from her, but I do I really know, like Rebbie, her. All I'm saying is if Kate Blanchett <laughs> was my psychiatrist, she could totally manipulate me in any way she wanted. Wow. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I actually do like Tony Collette a lot in this. Um, and then I'm again... Not, I'm not a Tony Collette fan. Really? I, I haven't really liked her in anything. <laughs> she's fun. I don't know. She's, she's usually like fun in whatever I've seen her in. Um, and the guy who plays Pete in this, I don't remember his name, but he's also very good. Shout out to Pete. I want, I want him in more stuff. <laughs> what, 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 did he, what does he say? What's the thing he says? I don't know. He's like, ba-boom or something? Ba-boom, yeah. <laughs> uh, ba-boom. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Tim Blake Nelson at the end, too. Tim I always, Blake Nelson is the greatest I, surprise cameo of all time. I always, like enjoy seeing tim tim blake nelson any any uh oh brother where art thou alumni uh having a cameo in your movie is always a good thing i think if you if you (laughs) if george clooney john turturro or tim blake nelson um are in a movie uh i love john i will i will i will watch it (laughs) i will watch it uh but yeah I, I saw one of the people I followed the other day say they didn't really like Tim Blake Nelson. Like, what? they thought he was annoying. I'm like, what? What? What are you saying? What? What are you saying to me right what? now? Tim Blake Nelson <laughs> is one of the greatest actors ever. Oh my gosh, Micah. Shout I... out to uh, Clifton Collins Jr. as Funhouse Jack in this movie. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> he got cast as Funhouse Jack. I don't... Is, is that the guy who's announcing the Funhouse? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. Look, Rebby, it's another Paul Anderson. Paul Anderson. What is the deal with Paul Anderson? <laughs> How does this keep happening? There's so many Paul Andersons. <laughs> I feel like that's got to be the most common Paul. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Nightmare Alley, I very much enjoy it. Uh, if not for Hellboy, this would easily be my b- favorite Del Toro movie. Which, well, okay, okay. <laughs> Pause the podcast. Stop everything. <laughs> Listen to the words he just said. There's the absolute masterpiece. Perfect movie in pretty much every way. Pan's Labyrinth Labyrinth is a masterpiece. Sitting there. (laughs) Sitting there. It is a masterpiece. It's sitting right there. So much better than Nightmare Alley. So, so, so much better than any of the Hellboy movies. (laughs) And, And it's sitting there and Robbie's like... If it was not for Hellboy, lowest tier out of these three. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Nightmare Alley would be my favorite Del Toro movie. Are you forgetting something? Are you forgetting something? <laughs> no. This is ridiculous. This is slander. Slander? I'm, you'll be in you'll you'll be in touch with my lawyers. <laughs> No, you mean your lawyers will be in touch? No, no. <laughs> Call them. Call my lawyers. Wow. Do it. You won't. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, but yes, I love this movie. Uh, one of the best of the year. One of the best of the decade. Yeah, uh, but Pan's Labyrinth is one of the best of all time. 
<laughs> One of the greatest movies ever we'll made. Have to, we'll have to do an episode on it sometime. <laughs> no, okay, I won't do it. Yeah, <laughs> Why not? Yossi on the podcast. Yossi but, um, on the pod to help defend Pan's yes, Labyrinth. I need, I, need, I need him here to... I think it's so good. To rip, you, fantastic to, to, rip you to pieces. Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's a great movie. I'm glad I got to talk about it. I had been thinking about it a lot recently. Mainly Willem Dafoe uh, eating like tiny sausages at a Dude, diner. It's so funny. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Stan ever finishes a meal in the entire movie. I don't think he, he does eats so much. He there's like multiple. There's so many meals in the movie, and he never finishes them. <laughs> the man is starving. <laughs> but yeah, I really I really love the movie. Um, I really love what it's doing. I love the atmosphere. I love the tension. I love the characters and the performances and the production design and the score. And there are some <laughs> problems, but not enough to me to to detract from the movie at all really like it's it's honestly one of my favorite movies i've seen in a long time um in terms of like recent release um yeah but yeah good movie i'm glad glad we got to do an episode on it because i feel like more people need to appreciate this you know right like it's (laughs) it's it's, really good so bad to me if you go to you go to people i follow i mean that's a lot of fours no yeah like like, most people i know give it like an eight or you know whatever like the but like the threes and the twos and i'm like no how could it be no (laughs) it makes me sad that people i like i'm not even like that upset that people don't like it it just makes me sad (laughs) because it's so good i love it so much shout out to del toro i need him for real he said he said it's hard he said it's almost impossible to make movies for adults nowadays well then don't make me a narnia movie (laughs) make the children make make me narnia movies del toro make make movies for the children please (laughs) just keep making movies i mean he's working on pinocchio right yeah no i can't wait for his pinocchio it's gonna be great uh, but I guess uh, when now that we've wrapped up our, our general discussion of Nightmare Alley, let's move on to ten what we watched. Newt Moot. Newt Alley. Let's move on to what we watched over the past week. R.I.P. Newt Moot Alley. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What We Watched segment. For those of you who are not familiar with this segment or this podcast, we are doing a brief little segment in which we talk about everything we've watched since the last episode indeed we are <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let's get into it uh this is going from our last episode which was on the 2013 film grand piano uh which we watched on the 28th very early in the morning <laughs> and then after that after that later on the, on, the on the 28th February we watched 28th. nightmare alley yeah again uh, no, no, that was for, for the, the first, first time. time. I take it first back. Time. First time. So we did that. We did I last lied. week's episode. Then we watched Nightmare Alley for the very first time. And where I was like, "Whoa, that's a great movie." I gave it five stars. <laughs> Whoa, great movie. <laughs> I gave it uh, four and a half. Good stuff. Uh, then on the first, I watched Lady and the Tramp. Lady um, and the Tramp. Whack movie. Very very cool. What <laughs> whack, it's trying to whacked do. Whacked out, bro. Um, still very whack. That movie's so weird. Uh, <laughs> so weird that the the racist stuff is in it it's i don't know it's so weird i gave it i gave it a three and a half i like what it's trying to do for the dogs um and while micah was gone doing his theatrical production that day my theatrical production i watched uh perhaps the greatest movie ever made punch drunk club (laughs) and he gave it two stars (laughs) perhaps the greatest movie ever made uh yeah, solid two. I <laughs> no, uh, I gave it a five. This was my second time watching it, and I think I somehow loved it even more uh, the second time. How is that possible? How did it happen? It's the greatest movie ever made. Like then, I said. Then on the second, uh, we watched Lincoln Link- for the first Lincoln. time. Yeah, uh, Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. My boy. Uh, my man. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, the real which, one. Which, it was very, very well made, <laughs> I will say, but it, was, it wasn't my favorite. It was kind of boring. It was, it was really, really good, but, like, I don't think I'd ever go to turn it on again. I think I really admire what it is, like, for what it is. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is killing it here. I mean, he, I haven't found a movie where he's not killing it, so... Um, but, yeah, I mean, Spielberg's direction is great. Uh, filmmaking, like, the craft is definitely there, but... I just wish it was a bit more consistently engaging, like yeah. throughout its runtime. I gave it four stars, but as did it's I. I, like it's good. I just probably would never turn it on again. 
Um, yeah. Then that night, <laughs> that I watched night. Scooby-Doo Pirates Ahoy. <laughs> um, they which, go from Lincoln to Scooby-Doo Pirates Ahoy. Which is, which is a fine movie. There's nothing aggressively bad about it, but it, it's really sad because it's just not funny. Like, Aww. usually what carries you through <laughs> Scooby-Doo movies, because all of them are kind of weak in some way, right. is how funny they are. Yeah, you need, one, you need some good some good comedy to This carry one you. wasn't that funny. <laughs> uh, I gave it two and a half. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, then on the second, um, I also watched West Side Story. West Side Story. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how we logged all of those the same. Okay, so I logged Lincoln and Scooby-Doo were both that night. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day, like, after you've gone to sleep and woken back up. But, but here's the thing. I logged Lincoln late <laughs> enough that it was the second. Yeah, yeah. And Scooby-Doo Pirates Ahoy, I watched you after watched, Lincoln. Yeah, no, when you said you would watch another movie, I was like, Micah, what? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyway, then I watched West Side Story again. Um, it's the so, Spielberg one. So freaking good. Um, I love it so much. One of the best musicals ever made, I would say. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to watch it with Haley. Uh, Haley come over sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, if you're listening right now. <laughs> uh, then, also on the second, what did we watch? We watched Scooby-Doo Abracadabra-Doo. Abracadabra-Doo. Uh, pretty good. Which, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I really like the vocal performances in this one. Um, the more of, Scooby-Doo movies I watch. Out of this run of Scooby-Doo movies, which apparently this was the first of this run of Scooby-Doo movies, because mm. we've been watching a lot of this era recently. Yeah. Uh, this is probably my least favorite. Um, I do really like the performances in it. And, yeah. Uh, th- 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 Velma's sister's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Velma's sister in this, bro. What is Velma's happening? Velma's sister is amazing. What is happening in this movie? I'm not... <laughs> Shout out to Velma's sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's really um, funny. But I don't. I, overall, I didn't think it was as funny or as engaging as a lot of the other Scooby-Doo movies I've seen. No, it's 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 a little weak, but I I still think it's really fun. Yeah, it was still fun. I gave it three stars. I gave it a three and a half. I thought it was Whoa. great. Then on the fourth, we watched The Captive. The Captive with with Ruin Reynolds. <laughs> Ruin Reynolds. Um, which, which, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a fun it was movie. Pretty good, it, was, yeah. it was okay. I thought it was pretty good. Ryan Reynolds gives a good performance, but I think right. really the writing of the mystery is kind of not that great. No, it's screenplay is easily I, its weakest part, I think. The editing was pretty good. The cinematography was pretty good. Uh, right? Ryan Reynolds There's some was great pretty sequences good. here. Um, but I, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it that much because I thought the mystery itself played out really kind of bleh. It was, it was cool enough. I don't know. I, I liked it, it. I gave it two and a half. Uh, I gave it a three and a half. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Like I, I said, it was pretty good. Yeah. Then we watched Rope. Rope. And uh, rope things. The Hitchcock film Rope. Pretty pretty famous. Uh, I feel like most people have heard of it. Rope. Rope. Uh, he had some rope. <laughs> he used the rope. Um, it was really good. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was. Um, it was great. Great screenplay. Uh, great cast. But I really, I think I, the I biggest, mentioned the biggest problem is yeah. exactly what you'd think the biggest problem would be. Yeah, if you know anything about rope, it it's meant to kind of be like uh, it was an experiment. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it's really an experimental film where they tried to make a film that's essentially all one flowing shot. Like, there's some exceptions to that. It, it on screen cuts twice. Yeah, it cuts two times. And, and other it, than that, it it's, cuts more than that, but used through like it's meant to be a nice yeah flow. meant to th- yeah. flow through. Yeah, it's meant to be seamless. Um, um, but but it needed editing. Yeah, no, I was about to say the screenplay here is fantastic, and they could have escalated the tension even more with like some great editing again like i said some <laughs> some absolutely outstanding tight editing and then using really good one shots would have been mm-hmm. so good like and there's lean, lean heavily on the one shots because there are so yeah. many instances where it works really well mm-hmm. but it needed editing for the rest i think that there's like an unprecedented level of great staging unprecedented unprecedented i meant to say precedent unprecedented unprecedented <laughs> level of great staging and no uh, no the blocking cr- the craft here. here is yeah. outstanding the yeah. fact that they pulled this off is outstanding especially for the time but it just probably would have been better with good editing. no like honestly i think that's its only flaw is it could have it could have just been it could have hit that much harder if, yeah. if it had some good editing in it i give it a four and one half as did I. 
and then we rewatched Newt Moot Alley, Nightmare Alley on the fifth. Yeah, and I still loved it. And like Micah said, it it flew by on the second watch. Right. I don't know what was happening. Right, that was so cool. I loved <laughs> that. Uh, then on the fifth as well. Uh, well, that was the night of the fifth that we yeah, logged yeah. it. But on the fifth, I watched The Weekend Away. A 2022 <laughs> Netflix original film. Weird title. Um, bad title. Bad bad movie. Um, decent story idea, but like the execution is kind of laughable. Um, shout out to that that Croatian actor who kind of vaguely looks like Adam Driver. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, okay. give, I give it two stars. <laughs> um, then also on the fifth. Also on the fifth. I watched Stick It. Um, Stick It. Uh, 2006, um, the person looks vaguely like she should be Kristen Stewart, but she's not. <laughs> uh, wow. it was, it was way better than I thought it would be. Uh, it looked really stupid. It's an aggressively 2000s movie, but like this movie is trying way. hard. This movie is doing like, like who told it to try this hard? It has really good cinematography and editing. Um, and it's a really fun story and like it, I don't know. Like it's it's good. It's really good. I give it four stars, <laughs> which I was not expecting. Nice. I mean, it does have a three point five average. Yeah. Though. No, I was about to say most people I follow seem to like it. Um, but I just wasn't expecting it. Um, then on the fifth. Yeah. Same night. Same. Well, same day. I guess. Like at the at that at night. <laughs> which I which I maybe want to do an episode on this. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking we might do this next week. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, we watched uh, the Batman, the newest the Batman, the newest Batman movie is out Paul in theaters. Paul Dano. And okay. we watched it. Okay. I have not said this to to my family yet. <laughs> But I, I've told this to Haley. I may have impulse bought a Riddler mask. Oh no! Afterward, <laughs> like, what do you mean, a Riddler mask? Like the kind in the Batman, yeah, or like the kind in the Batman? Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, it doesn't come with the glasses. But well, it was, of course it But it was a really good price, and they were like, it had good reviews from people who had got like actually good reviews. Really good price, and there were like <laughs> seven left in stock. Wow! It was like it was ten bucks. <laughs> No, with shipping, it was like 16, but still. And I have the jacket already. I have the jacket. So, the Batman. The Batman. Uh, Matt Reeves, uh, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravatz. Very interested to see how this movie holds up, because I'm I'm kind of worried about this. Because for Uh some reason, a lot of superhero movies get caught up in a lot of hype. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever made. (laughs) And then like a year later, they're like, uh kind of weak <laughs> which which happened to me i i thought endgame was like the greatest movie ever made and then like a year later i was like see that happened to me that happened to me with infinity war but that was right as i was getting into movies like as a thing and i thought it was like the greatest thing i've ever seen i said in my initial review of infinity war that it was one of the best movies i've ever watched and that is definitely not true yeah so i'm i'm really hoping this movie holds up and i think it will I yeah. just thought that was interesting because, like, most people I know have given this four and a half or five, which is right. insane. Yeah, no, like, even even people I know who are kind of, like, over comic book movies, which I, I feel like most people would say they are, like, just in general. Um, I, 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 like, everyone I know seems to like this, and I adore it. I think it's one of the best, like, action crime movies of the past, like, decade. No, I, mean, I think it's I, great. I would agree. Like, I really, like, I only have one major problem with the movie that I can think of now, which I'm not going to talk about, because we're, we're <laughs> yeah, not, we're, we're we'll probably talk gonna do about it later, probably. Yeah. Um, but it's so fantastic. Oh Everything that it's doing to create atmosphere and dude the action is um, so the action is really really well done if if all like performances (laughs) the lighting if all superhero movies had action that was on this caliber i would be like all over superhero the riddler and this is one of my favorite (laughs) villains to be in a superhero movie ever he's great yeah um paul Paul dano Dano. Mm. paul dano (laughs) he's so good in this dude i saw Haley. Haley said she didn't like (laughs) paul dano and i was like what and I was like, she was like, I don't know, he has a punchable face. And I'm like, why do you think That's he's getting appeal. why do you think he's getting beat up in every movie? That's he's the in? appeal That's of Paul the Dano. That's the appeal of Paul Dano. <laughs> he's just a fun little weirdo. Um and then she was like, I don't know, maybe it's because he was a creep in the first movie I ever saw him and I'm like, he's a creep in every movie right? he's in. That's the appeal of Paul Dano. Right. <laughs> Dude. But yeah, she watched Prisoners with him at first. And he's like he's like the main like 
yeah, yeah. creepy guy in Prisoners. That's so funny. Um, um, the really biggest thing to mention with the Batman is shout out to Michael Giacchino. He's the real hero. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I loved it. I, one of my favorite movies of the decade. Uh, if if not for Licorice Pizza, it would be my favorite movie of the decade so far. But yeah, uh, I was just I was kind of I, I was very nervous. Going I was so into skeptical sitting this yeah. because like so many people had rated it high and i was like oh it's probably not going to be actually that good but it fully it fully took my attention and the last thing i'll say because i don't want to talk about it Mm. too much since we're probably going to do an episode on it is that it's a three-hour movie that went by so fast it really does the three-hour movie that my that my girlfriend who i have to like talk her into watching a two-hour movie with me (laughs) watched in theaters and was not bored at all nice as no no one should be bored watching this it's so good so i gave it a five out of five actually yeah no great movie uh and then the next day actually yesterday Um, on the 6th, I watched three movies yesterday. We watched Sabina. Sabina, yes. Uh, Tortured for Christ to the Nazi Years, why which is, is a terrible, why is a it terrible called title. The Nazi Years? Why? Why is it called Tortured for Christ, Rebbe? Oh, man. They, no offense to them, but compared to, like, everybody around them in terms of Jews, uh, they were doing <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, no, like, I don't know. Like, they definitely, like... In real life, it's based on a true story. In real life, sure, yes, they were. But uh, in the presentation of the movie, it is not... They seem to be doing pretty <laughs> yeah, fine they seem to be in doing, the presentation they seem to be of doing the movie. great in the movie. Like, it's not a to very... downplay what they actually exactly. went Exactly. No, not to downplay people. the real, like, what actually happened. That's that's my biggest problem with this movie, <laughs> is that it's a true story. Yeah. And the movie's presentation of it is kind of laughable. It's too... And it's boring. Way, it's way too, like, sunshiny for what, which <laughs> for is what the not movie o- is. Which is really not okay. You can't have, a, you can't have this upbeat of a movie about, essentially, the massacre I mean, of the Jews. I mean, you can. You can. Um, but... But, no, I'm saying play it, it is like not this. not handled the, well. <laughs> uh, and then also have it be super boring. It's yes. just so boring. Yes, exactly. And, and having such a depressing story be so framed in the beginning is so happy, and then also be really, really boring. It tries made to, me want to die. It tries the to maintain movie. this kind of like sunny tone throughout the entire movie, and it really Which just makes comes no off sense. as it really just comes off as tone deaf. It for makes the, for it makes the no sense when the entire point of the story is wow, look at all, look at this amazing real life person who went through so much pain and suffering and still helped people. Exactly. Yeah. And instead it's like oh sunshine lollipops and dark times and holocaust (laughs) exactly then she helps somebody anyway like it's it's so tonally bizarre it's so dissonant is it really it it, like i think honestly with a better cast and like just a better director better editor better cinematographer because the true story the screenplay actually isn't that bad the true story is fantastic it's such a good story to tell like and I, I like some of the things that it was doing, but it was so hard to get through. No, yeah, no, uh, not ideal. And I really, really hate the way it presented all of, like, it tonally to all of mm-hmm. the stuff that happened. I mean, they use actual footage oh in gosh. one section of, like, <laughs> concentration camps. And I'm like, what the heck? Wait, come on, Why? guys. This is not, no, <laughs> this is not the move. But yeah, no, I, I didn't think it was aggressively bad there's definitely some good elements like i said i think the screenplay is pretty solid actually um it just really lacks in the technical department like performances yeah and I, I i kind of hated it because of the combination of what yeah. it did yeah uh, again the true story is really amazing but no. i i gave it a two and a half out of five i gave it a two yeah uh and then uh later on that night we watched no exit, no exit 2022 thriller uh, uh, in every sense of the word which was it's, on, it's a thriller it's on, i think it's a was it a hulu, hulu. original or is I, it just on hulu? it is not a hulu original like i don't know why i keep thinking it's an know. original anyway of some anyway service. it's it's just on hulu right now 2022 <laughs> film uh no exit pretty good pretty good yeah yeah i liked it, <laughs> it i was, don't know it wasn't doing too much it's it's pretty short pretty concise yeah. pretty fun cool cool movie um, i literally my entire review on letterboxd was cool like yeah i don't really have much to say about it uh 
got the, the Allstate guy. The Allstate guy is in it, <laughs> and it was really funny because, like, at the beginning of the movie, uh, I, I read the top review and, like, was like, ah, oh, ha, ha, that's kind of funny because it's none of this would have happened if Darby had Allstate roadside assistance, <laughs> which is funny, if, like, even at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But then the Allstate guy came then into the, the movie. He's one of the main cast. And I was like... <laughs> Why is the Allstate guy given, like, a super good performance Dude, his performance in this? in this is probably the best <laughs> performance in the whole movie. What's going on with that? Shout out to Allstate guy. Allstate better be paying him. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I mean, uh, Dennis Haysbert, I guess is how you'd say his name. He's voice acted in a ton. Yeah. If no, you don't know his yeah. voice, you're crazy. You've heard his voice before. Was it, is he in Heat? Did I see Heat in his filmography? Heat, yes. Whoa, what? I'm a little more excited for it now. <laughs> Michael Mann. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, good movie. I liked it. Yeah. Solid stuff. I gave, good, th- I gave it a th- three and a half. I also gave it a three and a half. Then we watched the uh, the Soderbergh original movie, uh, Kimmy. Sody Boy, my man. Kimmy. Kimmy, yeah. With the Zoe Kravatz. Uh, 2022 film. More second, 2022 film. Second Zoe Kravatz movie in, in, the, in the same week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I, I think I mentioned Kimmy briefly before, like in one of the segments, but like it's only grown on me since I watched it the first time. I think it's honestly one of my favorite Soderbergh films and I like love like almost every single film he's done I, th- I think if I if I had a word to describe it I would just say it's really fun like, yeah it's, no, it's super short it's, it's really concise it's just fun like every element the this filming is really fun the character work is really fun Zoe's performance is really fun yeah dude, the action is really killing fun. it in this like <laughs> it's, I don't know it's what such to tell a good you movie. this is a good yeah. movie like it's, it's just such a it's just so good. It's like, not I don't much, know. but like, it's it's so good. I, I think I forget who I saw. I saw somebody describing this as like the quintessential stream only movie, like, right? Because it wasn't. It's not a theater movie, no. and it's not a TV movie. No, but it, it is like the streaming. It's like movie. it's so. It's just it knows what it is. It's so solid. It's very clearly Soderbergh's like main riff on Hitchcock's movies, which I think he does a pretty good job like interpreting a lot of the themes and visual ideas that are introduced in Hitchcock's filmography, which are obviously very influential to the thriller genre. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I mean, honestly, Zoe so Kravatz good. gives it much, like, She's like, so gives good it much this. more standout performance in this than the Batman. She's so good. Yeah. No, like I was, I had Kimmy on my mind when we went to go see, uh, the Batman and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like she's, no, there's she's Kravatz fine movie. in Let's the Batman. Go. I don't think her performance like, yeah, is that standout good. at all. She's though. good in that. But in this movie, in she's, this, her performance is so freaking she's good. so good in this. <laughs> um, but yeah. Shout no. out to her hair as well. Soderbergh still has it, man. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> how does it, how he put out Logan Lucky, Mike? <laughs> Kimmy was put out yeah. High Flying Bird. Kimmy Mike. was really good. Oh, High Flying Bird. Uh, so but good. yeah, Kimmy. Kimmy uh, was Kimmy very Bird. good. I give it a four. Great movie. A four out of five. Uh, I give it a four and a half. I actually bumped it up a half star this time. Wow, this he, he bumped it up a half star. Uh, shout out to the score for Kimmy. Shout really, out to honestly. the score. Yeah, no, actually, <laughs> shout out to the score. <laughs> the score is so good. Um, but yeah, that's what we watched. We watched that last night, and I very much enjoyed it. I, I've been trying to watch it with Micah since I watched it the first time. Yeah. So. Hey, so thank you guys for listening. Um, watch Nightmare Alley and Kimmy if you're old enough. Uh, watch Punch Drunk Love if you're old enough. <laughs> all, all three of those are not very. <laughs> right? No. Uh, what's a clean so you've Go watch warned. Rope. Rope is uh, fantastic. Go watch Rope. Go yeah. watch The Batman if you can. I would definitely suggest catching it in theaters. Yeah, um, very definitely. cool theater experience. Watch Stick It if you're in the mood for a goofy movie. <laughs> Watch West Side Story. It's Ooh, streaming West now. Side Story is Watch streaming. freaking West Side Story. It's streaming. Um, and watch a fun Scooby Doo movie. Yeah. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt anybody. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, and have we'll, a good week. We'll maybe hit you up next week with the Batman. With the Batman, hopefully, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see you then. Mm-hmm. <laughs>